0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Packers and the Buccaneers this coming weekend down at uh, Raymond James Stadium to talk more about that and the rest of the NFL for that matter. Our buddy Mike Tanier, national writer for the Pro Football Network at Mike Tanier on Twitter joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Mike, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I got past my morning COVID-positive test uh, panic attack in the NFL. And uh, <laughs> taking a deep breath now, I'm ready to talk about the games that are on schedule, and I think all of them are on schedule right now.
1: Well, I was going to ask you that. So where are we right now as far as the information goes regarding the Atlanta Falcons?
0: Well, the initial r- response was that there were several positives, and I think we all went into our crisis mode, which is becoming common. Uh, and then there were some clarifications from Adam Schefter, from Michael Ruffalo, all across the uh, uh, the the uh, insiders here. That it was one positive, that it was a staff member, not a player, uh, and that they're working from home today. Uh, and as of now, we're all systems go. Now, of course, you have to monitor these things, but. If a team is following protocols properly, it is tricky for the COVID to spread from you know, staff members necessarily out to the players. They're supposed to be social distancing, uh, staying in different quadrants, even inside the headquarters. So cautiously optimistic right now that this will not cause another uh, interruption in the schedule. And, and more importantly, will not get anyone sick,
1: anyone additionally Good. sick good that way there won't be an additional stoppage to the season so that moving forward you've got two veteran two hall of fame quarterbacks that are going to be going out in Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady this weekend so give me the lowdown of your thoughts of each and the way they're playing right now
0: well Aaron Rodgers is an MVP candidate he's in the conversation with Russell Wilson and you know a few others right now for MVP we kind of take Rogers for granted, uh, nationally. I know you guys don't do that. We take him granted for nationally. He's having the best season he's having in, let's say, five years. I think a lot of us recognize that right now. Brady is up and down. You know, a lot. I don't know a lot of folks watched a lot of Brady uh, when he's on these, like, sun, Sunday 1 o'clock games. Like, there was a game a couple weeks ago against the Chargers. We had four touchdown passes. And he, he, I think five touchdown passes. And, I mean, it was a very good game because he threw five touchdown passes. But he also had a pick six uh, in the first half. He couldn't move the ball. And, and then he kind of found his stride. And you know, Brady is running a little bit hot and cold right now, as are a lot of those uh, you know, uh, legendary quarterbacks who are still in the league right now. Drew Brees the same way is running hot and cold. I think Brady's playing better than, say, Brees is right now. But uh, there are ways of getting to Brady now that didn't exist two or three years ago, and, and there are ways that the Packers can exploit.
1: Uh, I like what the Packers are doing offensively, not just in the execution, but the play calling has been something that Aaron Rodgers has alluded to numerous times about getting in the rhythm. So uh, talk about the impression uh, of Matt Matt LaFleur. We talk about McVay. We talk about Shanahan. Are there people talking about Matt LaFleur?
0: I don't know just yet because I think a lot of us with LaFleur, A, we think of him as in the group with those guys, and you know he's another one of those guys. And B, you know, if, especially if we watch the highlights, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers balling out. And we don't always say what a nifty play call that was uh, to set it up. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the play calling has been very sound. The balance has been sound. The the, the way that uh, you know play action and, and a little bit of RPO is mixed in, the short passing game is a lot more uh, is a lot more in rhythm uh, now than it was. And the impression I get from watching it is that Lafleur. You know, maybe moved 20, 30% in Rogers's direction and said, here are the opportunities you're going to have to just go out there and, and just fling it downfield. And Rogers, to his credit, maybe moved 20, 30% in, in, in LaFleur's direction and said, uh, okay, there's going to be a play action pass and a four yard, a four yard dump off. I'm not going to be like angry at this. I'm going to let this happen and discover, oh, that four yard dump off can be a 15, 20 yard game if it happens in sequence. So both of them are meeting in the middle right now which is good. And, of course, there's a long season yet to come, but it's exciting right now to see the offense working very sequentially, whereas in last year it really went went like fit, fit, spurt, wait for the bomb, and it wasn't really as good as it could have been.
1: Uh, a lot of people this week suddenly putting the Packers on top of power rankings, thinking that this yeah. is the team to beat, going towards a, a Super Bowl. Um, do you do you feel that right now? The way they're playing, or do you look at this and say I've got a very uh, low level of cautious optimism?
0: Well, I mean, one of the things we have right now when we look at the schedule is we'll look at the schedule and say, well, you, you haven't had a test yet. Then we'll look at another team's schedule and like you, you, you haven't had a test yet. Uh, of the six, seven, eight teams at the top of the league, if they don't play each other, there's no test. There's a lot of teams right now mm-hmm. that are not very strong in the NFL. I don't think the Vikings are a weak team by any stretch of imagination. Certainly not the Saints. But when you look at teams like the Falcons, it's like, oh, I'm not impressed by you playing the Falcons. Well, the Packers aren't alone in that. There's, a lot, there's teams right now that have done nothing but play really bad opponents. So, so when you look at that, it's hard to do power rankings. At the same time, the Packers kind of win the bye when you know, the Chiefs lose. Yeah, And the Saints have another game right. where they don't look strong, et cetera. So, so when you do these power rankings, you're less saying, well, it's the Packers or it's the Ravens, and they've got a loss already. Uh, it's the Seahawks, but they seem to win every game at the last second. So when you start looking at it that way, of course the Packers are on top. It's not always about what they're doing, though. It's sometimes about what the other teams at the top are doing, whether somebody tripped or somebody had an unimpressive win in the last week or two.
1: You're talking about a 4-1 team. I think the Rams are very quietly impressing people as well. Are the Rams back? Uh, maybe not to what they were with Todd Gurley and company a couple of years ago when they went to a Super Bowl, but are they back in a much better suit right now?
0: I think they are, but when you talk about not being tested, not playing anybody, they're 4-0 against the NFC East. That's that's the Clemson right. schedule you know that's the, that's the Clemson schedule right now, and, and a couple of the wins were not super impressive. The Giants win was not super impressive that said you play who's on the schedule and you demonstrate the attributes of what you're good at, and they are looking very balanced. they look like they solved some of the problems they had last year where the offensive line and the running game was kind of disorganized and uh, they weren't playing as well on defense as they could have they're winning so they're winning the games they have to do, which they didn't do last year, and that that's putting them in good a good place and you know, kind of where they're at right now is I think where a lot of us thought the 49ers would be. The 49ers are struggling right now because of quarterback injuries and other multiple injuries. So there's this opening in the NFC West for a team like that that's that's kind of the balanced team to kind of be up there with the Seahawks who do their you know wild tightrope walk every week. And that looks like who the Rams are going to be right now. And so you know that four wins early in the season is putting them in a position where they're going to be moving forward and they're going to be you know in place to be to to, to get themselves into the playoff chase.
1: Talking with Mike Tanier, national writer for uh, Pro Football Network, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, the other 4-1 team in the Packers division, the Bears. Uh, how big of a believer are you? I think tremendous defense. I just don't know what to make of the offense, especially the fact that with Montgomery, they can't even run the football.
0: They can't run the football. They're not designed to have like the sort of power running attack. They don't have uh, anything but the most basic caretaker quarterback in Nick Foles right now. And their defense is very strong. So You know, if you tell me, oh, this is going because they've gone four and one, this team's going to wind up, you know, ten and six and make the playoffs. I believe that. If you're going to tell me that from what I've seen so far, they're on equal footing with the Packers, I would, I would say no. There's not, it's not even close to that. I I do look at the schedule coming down the road. They've got a pretty manageable schedule overall. I I see, you know, the Titans, that's a potential loss. The Rams, I think the Rams are a better team. They could go ten and six. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look at them and say, "Oh, this is a team that's going to come up and 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 do anything more than uh, ride an easy schedule in the early season to going into the playoffs and, and getting hammered in the playoffs by a better opponent."
1: Now I know coming up on uh, Sunday we've got finally a good matchup between the Steelers and a team that is at least seemingly on par with them. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but the four and one Cleveland Browns are they for real? Yeah, you know I got to write a thing
0: in the New York Times about the Cleveland Browns and the wild and woolly last four years where they were the analytics team. And then they were the anti analytics team. And then, then they were, you know, going to beat us all with Freddie Kitchens Cause he's a genius. Uh, and that fell apart and they were like animal house for a while. And, and through all of that as, as tumultuous and up and down and back and forth as all that was, They were slowly acquiring talent through all that time, you know. All those draft picks, some of those guys turned into Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield, who's gotten a little bit better. And some of them got traded around to get Odell and to get Jarvis Landry and and to get Denzel Ward and people like that. So they're a strong team. I have them beating the Steelers this week. That may or may not happen because the Steelers, like you said, are a very strong team. But in terms of being for real, this is the team we thought with all that hype last year. This is who we thought they were going to be. They're balanced now. They're focused now. They're, they're, not, they're not believing in themselves. They're not smelling themselves. They're going out and they're playing disciplined, good, solid football, and, and that's going to probably put them in a position where they're going to be a playoff team as well uh, come December and January.
1: How good of a GM was John Dorsey? I mean, obviously some of the picks that he made in Kansas City have paid off, some of the picks that he made in Cleveland, and some of the deals he made in Cleveland have paid off, but yet he can't seem to stick. How, how good of a GM is he?
0: I think he's a, a very solid personnel guy who, whose thing is that he kind of hand waves at character questions, you know, like, Oh, this is the guy who had uh, you know, this or that on their past record or had this or that reputation, but we're going to take him anyway. And that can be a very good strategy a lot of times because, you know, somebody looked at the coach the wrong way once and you're like, Oh, well forget about him. And you get him in and he's a superstar. That said you get too many of those guys and it can turn into animal house. And, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it was on him the way that team went down last year because I think a lot of it was, uh, you know, a crisis of leadership in the coaching staff, et cetera. Uh, but that's the way it went down. You had a bunch of guys who had sort of pasts and reputations, and they lived down to them. And 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 you're the GM who who winds out the out the door. So I would put him in a in a front office. I would have his input in a front office somewhere because I think he does make very good decisions about finding really high caliber talent. Sometimes that other teams are salaried.
1: Out of some of these teams that have just gotten off to horrific starts, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Texans, obviously the Jets and the Giants, is there any team, Washington, is there any one of these teams that you can sit back and say, okay, I can believe in this team, that they, there's way more talent here than what their record indicates?
0: Two that I, I, I'm i not going to say I like them, but I, I get them. Uh, the, the Falcons are going to be a team They're going to spend the rest of this year in like rebuilding mode, and, 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 and they're going to stall the next head coach comes in, gets you know Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. They've got some good talent in the offensive line and basically says, i got to fix a defense. And if you, all you have to do is fix a defense and you've got a quarterback, you can turn that around real quickly. Uh, I'm fascinated by the Washington football team right now. Uh, they moved on from Dwayne Haskins. I think we're starting to figure out why as uh, his story is unfolding a little bit. They've built an incredible defense. Uh, now, it's harder to get that quarterback and turn things around, but when you've got the defense, you've got Ron Rivera there, you've got some playmakers that have come up on offense, and you might have an early draft pick, then you could turn around with Justin Fields, then you could turn around with Trey Lance, uh, 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 Trevor Lawrence, and, and turn that team around. So those are the teams I'm interested in right now. There are a lot of other teams that you mentioned, the Giants, the Jets, the Jaguars, where I look at the, uh, the leadership of those teams, and I'm like, it's never going to happen. Washington with Rivera, uh, the Falcons with Arthur Blank as an owner who kind of does the slow and steady approach. Those are got teams I think can turn things around.
1: Mike, great stuff. Appreciate it as always, and uh, we'll get you back on real soon, okay? Always a pleasure. Take care and enjoy your week. Thanks, Bob. I'll talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Tenier, national writer for the Pro Football Network. You can find him at Mike Tenier, T-A-N-I-E-R, on Twitter. And uh, he joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Come, uh, Been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com.
0: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.